Welcome, wombat folk and trolls, sorcerers and orcs, to Rated RPG, the fantasy role-playing podcast where we toss dice and have fun adventures with our friends. This is the Valley of Green Gold, episode 37. When we last left the Whoop Whoop Troop, minus Ice Cold to Slab Monsoon, you guys had journeyed with Kyle to his cattle ranch, encountering and killing the werewolf, Celine Whiteheath, on the way there. Uh, Emery, what was the general vibe when you got to Kyle's farmhouse? Awkward! <laughs> yeah, they they all had weapons, uh, and they definitely did not trust us. Yeah, there were nine people sitting around the table, not counting you guys, and everybody there was armed, which is not typical when you go to a dinner feast you've been invited to. Yeah. Brad, <laughs> the topic of that wolf came up, and Kyle hadn't actually seen that it was Celine Whiteheath, or even that it was a werewolf, because the wolf jumped out and tried to attack him. Do you remember what you guys shared with uh, Lem Hooster, the uh, the butler, and the rest of the group there about the werewolf or about the wolf? We said it was a wolf, but uh, that it it got away. Like we we think we think it was dead. We think it died later, but we didn't. We weren't able to verify it. I think that's what we said, right? Yeah, I think Wendell initially said we killed it. <laughs> it's dead. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, and then, that's right. And then you know <laughs> there was some talk of like, oh maybe it got away. We didn't really you know see that it was dead, dead. But you know, hey, wolves don't patch up their own wounds. Yeah. <laughs> we tried to impinge Wendell's credibility a little bit right. as a storyteller. <laughs> Wendell that's claimed right. that he wants killed a dragon single-handedly, but I don't know that <laughs> anyone actually believed him. Yeah. Uh, Aaron, you guys had some wine. Uh, Wendell had a little wine. How'd everybody do with that? If I recall, I did uh, pretty well. Wendell was uh, was handling it, I think. Yeah. Nobody yeah. barfed, <laughs> if that's no. handling it. Yeah. That's good for our party. Yeah. Yeah, usually one of you barfs everywhere. <laughs> Brad, what did Silbeth do before the meal was served? I, think, uh, I, I believe she led the group in prayer. <laughs> she did, yeah. <laughs> she gave a prayer to Nayoko Monene. And what did Silbeth notice when she did that? She noticed that uh, there was a person who had a little bit of a strange reaction to that. Yeah, there was a woman at the table who got a either suspicious or fearful look on her face. Right. And wasn't the uh, the chef uh, a minotaur? Yes. Uh, Kyle was telling you how good the food was going to be, that his, his sweet Jude Gunnis was the one who made the food. It's a minotaur comes out of the kitchen carrying all this delicious food. Club had even asked him like, where'd you meet her? And do you remember what he told you? Yeah, he, he didn't want to tell me because it was a secret. Yeah, when Kyle told you that it was a secret where he met sweet Jude Gunnis, uh, he also told you he had a secret in the barn that he wanted to show you. It's the barn where they train horses. So there's this big structure with a large oval sand arena in it. And Kyle led you all into the arena. All but two of his people came into the arena with him, and the rest stayed on the outside of the walls of this little arena. And in the middle of this spot, there's a wooden platform, and it was covering what? A big old pit? Yeah. They pulled this uh, big slab of wood off of the pit, and you guys heard a dull moan coming from within the pit. Wendell peered in. What did you see? A zombie. Yeah, not just any zombie. The zombie of Celine Whiteheath. No! <laughs> <laughs> so close! <laughs> 
as a natural one on your memory check. <laughs> it was Emery. The zombie of that guy with the Arnold Schwarzenegger voice. Oh, Barnaby. No, no our barbarian friend. <laughs> Skull. Skull. The, the beer barbarian yeah. who says Barnaby. Yeah. <laughs> he is a turtle. He is a turtle. Uh, but this particular skull is undead. This particular skull, because, meaning that there's probably multiple skulls roaming <laughs> the island. Well, you learned from Kyle that this this zombie skull has been in this pit for like three weeks, and you guys have seen and talked to Skull in the last couple of days. Mm -hmm. Right. So he must have been resurrected, and this is apparently a zombie of him that still exists despite him being resurrected. Yes. And, you know, that makes sense because it seems like the way they're resurrected is the little bit of their toe or finger or whatever that's left with... Oh, shit, what's her name? Uh... Schmoopy. That's, less, that's left with Miss Schmoopy? Madam Schmoopy. That's left with Madam... God damn it. <laughs> 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 that's left with Madam Schmoopy, uh, she, like, regrows their body or something, maybe, you know, out, out of their finger. And then their old body's left behind, and it can get turned into a zombie sometimes. At least that's the idea I had. Kyle didn't know. Kyle was asking you questions like, that's Skull, right? Like, that's really weird, right? He told you it's been in the pit for three weeks. The pit was dug into the dark, fertile soil of the Valley of Green Gold, but the sand from the arena keeps streaming in over the sides of this pit. And Aaron, Wendell leaned way over the edge to get a good look at the zombie skull. You noticed uh, that it had no chains or ropes or anything binding it or holding it down into the hole. And then that's when what happened to Wendell? He fell down. He fell down. <laughs> he fell down in the <laughs> hole. <fall> down. <laughs> <laughs> they fall down and turn the hole. That is where we're picking up. Wendell has just tumbled into the pit at the feet of the zombie skull. Everybody roll initiative. Ah, yeah, my favorite way to start an adventure. That would be a seven. Oh. Off to a good start. Oh, my God. Undead skull is so fast. He's got hops. Because uh, yeah. <laughs> of the... Yep. Brewing beer. <laughs> it, uh, you get inspiration, Jason. Yes! <laughs> so as Wendell tumbles down into the pit, Skull gets the jump on you. But before that happens, I want to give Wendell just a little bit of an advantage here because you're so close to him. I think you should get a perception check right now because you're really up close. Natural 20. Woo! All right. So here is all of the stuff that you are able to absorb in the split second that you land at his feet and you look up. You remember, you've been studying that uh, spell book, the spell book that you stole from your captor, Simlamir. Yeah. Remember that? You realize a few things. First of all, you remember that zombies, if you uh, hit them and knock them down, uh, sometimes they pop back up again, but radiant damage will kill them and keep them from coming back if you do. Mm, yes. Another thing you re you realize, this zombie, you mentioned this, this zombie moves faster than other zombies you've encountered. I bet he gets multiple attacks. <gasps> and then, because it was a natural 20, your understanding of necromancy gives you some insight into how zombies are created and how they operate. This one's moving fast. And if something is cold, it slows down. Cold damage? 
might be good. Oh. Unfortunately, you don't get the opportunity to do anything quite yet because Skull <laughs> is going to reach out with his rotted turtle arms to try to grab you. So first, I need you to roll acrobatics against Skull's athletics. And not as much as what he got. No, he got a 17, you got an 11. So on his first attack, he grapples you. He's got you in one hand. You notice he's got these really massive claws too. Bring it in, Skull, I wanna take a good look at you. Yeah, come here. His second attack oh. is going to be to use those massive claws with his other hand to swipe at you. Ouch. Your armor class is? 43. No. <laughs> 11. 11 is, is exactly what he rolled. You take four points of slashing damage oh, as his claws tear through your chest. Ow, I'm not learning anything from this. Stop it. And then on his third and final attack. Oh boy. He's going to just throw you down onto the ground as hard as he can <laughs> for another four points of bludgeoning damage. Oh. He says as he slams your body into the dirt. No trace of the Austrian accent <laughs> left. <laughs> no, well, maybe it's in there. It's really guttural. You can't yeah. really tell. <laughs> All right, next up in the turn order, it's Silbeth, as you uh, are able to see, Wendell is in a bit of trouble. All right, do I know anything about zombies? Give me uh, an arcana check or a religion check. All righty. Either one of those would work. You've encountered zombies before. Twelve. You remember the same thing about zombies being hard to kill. If you deal them a death blow and it's minor blow, a lot of times they'll come back. But if you deal them a massive blow as the final death blow, then they have a harder time of popping back up. But radiant damage and critical hits will also end their lives like that. Do I know anything about holy damage? Uh, holy damage? Well, I have holy water, so do I, do I know if that will do anything? Mm, you don't know if that works. Okay. Well, in that case, I'm going to cast a Chaos Bolt. No! You might get cold. That's a great idea. Although I don't know if I know that that's effect the effective one. Yeah, you wouldn't know it unless Wendell mentions it. Right. All right, that is a 12. That, unfortunately, is not enough to uh, hit the undead skull. It sort of bounces off of his shell. Fair enough. Oh, my gosh. Even though he's a zombie, he's still a turtle. Yes. And they have that massive shell. Oh, no. I don't even know if I have any meta magic points left. Well, let's see. I don't want my friend to die. Guess I'm going to use my last two points to quicken a spell. Okay. I will try a mind sliver on him. Intelligence saving throw coming right up. See if that does anything. Eleven. Not enough for me. It is successful. So describe what happens with this mind sliver. I whisper some magical words, and this beam shoots out of my forehead <laughs> and encompasses his head, sort of making his whole skull glow. You can kind of see his rotting brains for a second. <laughs> and then I do five psychic damage to him. Nice. His skin is so thin on top of his head, partly because of the decay, and the skull has some cracks in it. You can see some light flickering in there, and then for a second he, he seems a little pained and disoriented, and then as soon as the damage hits, then it kind of settles down again. But you did it. You've uh, you've done some damage. Yes. Okay. Anything else for Silbeth? You're close enough to the edge of the hole that you can see down in, and you can have combat there, uh, but you're not close enough for, like, melee. 
It's about a 15 or 20 foot deep hole. I, I yell back to Kyle, like, uh, what, what was their reaction when this happened? Because you're watching Skull and, you know, you're focused on, on your friend Wendell, uh, I'll give you and Clubhead both a perception check with disadvantage. We'll see if you're able to pick up on any reactions they would have. I got a five. Oh, geez. Natural one. Uh, wow. Even with disadvantage, I got a 23. Nice. Silbeth is so focused on saving Wendell and dealing with the threat that you don't even notice what Kyle and the others are doing. But Clubhead, you notice that Kyle and the other two people that have entered the arena have backed up a bit and they're watching as if this is entertainment. And the people around the outskirts of the arena are also of a very similar mind, and you notice that some of them are pulling coin purses out and placing bets. <laughs> Hilarious. Kyle, please get a ladder for my friend. <laughs> Next up in the turn order is Clubhead. Well, Clubhead has had the role of fight promoter once before, and so he recognizes an opportunity to promote our fight club. <laughs> or, I mean, our wrestling school. Uh, <laughs> do we have a name for it, by the way? <laughs> and now, um, a free sample of... The amazing spectacles and fights you can witness at Antonio's gym. In one corner, we have Skull the Barbarian as a zombie. <laughs> and in the other, we have the magnificent Wendell the Wombat and his massive booty. <laughs> <laughs> okay, give me a performance check. Yeah, I got an eight. <laughs> okay. It might not be the perfect time to do this, but, <laughs> but everyone at least has heard you uh, promoting... <laughs> the wrestling gym, including Wendell. Wendell has heard you take your time to promote the wrestling gym. Wendell actually appreciates that he's doing this because, you know, Wendell's not really worried about the situation. It's He's surrounded by dirt. I mean, it's going to be the easiest thing in the world to get out. Are you doing anything else? Yeah, I mean, I want to actually help Wendell not get his ass kicked. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm going to cast a spell <laughs> that will make the crowd kind of like go, ooh, ah. Okay. Uh, I'm casting... Fairy fire. Ooh. Uh, yeah. So a 20-foot cube down at the bottom of the pit. So it reaches all the way to the top of the pit. Yeah. Uh, actually. Uh, just explodes with purple light uh, and glitter that goes everywhere. I'm going to aim it so that it doesn't hit Wendell, but it hits Skull. Okay. Go for it. He's going to have to make a dexterity saving throw. He gets a nine, which is a fail. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So... He is outlined in purple light, and uh, he now sheds a dim light in the 10-foot radius. But more importantly, any attack roll against him has advantage. Mm. Yeah. Anything else for Clubhead? Uh, it'll be it for me. Let's see what Wendell the Wombat has in store for the Undead Skull. Well, Wendell has um, scrolls, but I just realized he doesn't need to use them because I assume that they're the same. They're not really different level from his cantrip. Correct. So we'll just use the cantrip of chill touch. Okay. You need to relax, Skull. You need to relax. I wish I could control you, but I can't. But at least I can calm you. <laughs> Wendell reaches his hand towards the zombie and tries to chill him out, literally. <laughs> I think you said I had advantage. Because he's glowing, yes, you have advantage. So that would be a 12. You reach your 
wombat hand up and touch. Is that his carapace? His, like, this chest plate of a turtle tortoise? Yeah, sure. Uh, unfortunately, the magic just doesn't go through it. It just, just kind of fizzles out right there on the surface. I think, oddly enough, chill touch isn't cold damage. It's necrotic damage. <sighs> Yeah, but it would give him disadvantage when he's attacking me, so... It's not a melee, it's a ranged attack, too. So, <laughs> like, the magic shoots out of your fingers, you know, a foot or two away from this thing. That's why it doesn't work, because Wendell doesn't know that. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and now he's just learned that you can't... It's not actually... You're not, you're not touching anyone. Wendell was very literal. Yeah. The book never explained that. No. <laughs> it was still a good call. Chill equals cold and touch equals melee. <laughs> How come it is not a cold damage <laughs> melee attack? Yeah. I don't understand why that didn't work. I need to go back and reread that section. Oh, well, <laughs> Wendell dives into the ground and disappears. Okay, so this is an important question. This pit that you're in, you could burrow downward, directly vertical, or you could burrow horizontally yeah. into the wall of the pit. I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go down. <laughs> so you start burrowing directly under your own feet, straight down. And as you do that, you are able to get uh, 10 feet down into the soil beneath you. Does it provoke an attack of opportunity? I have Wombat Folk butt defense. When I provoke an attack of opportunity, I have resistance to bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing. You will get a, an attack of opportunity against you. It will be a claw attack, so that's slashing, and uh, that is a 10. I don't believe that hits you. No. You hear claws swiping at the air behind your butt as you make your way 10 feet under the ground. Close one. Thanks. Good job, Wendell. Thanks, Silbus. Undead Skull, having just finished swiping at you and missing, he goes, and as he does that, a big glob of black goo tumbles out of his mouth down the hole and lands on Wendell's butt. Gross. Skull noticing, of course, that Silbeth tried to attack him with a spell. He's starting to climb to try to climb out of this pit. (laughs) And so he's going to need to make some dexterity rolls. He is unable to climb out of his pit using his movement. Perfect. And so he stops that and realizing that he doesn't have many other options, he's just going to start reaching down into the hole to try to get Wendell. But of course, you're way too far out of range to be grabbed by these claws. And he spends his entire turn trying to do that. And finally, (laughs) it's Silbeth's turn again. Give me a perception check, Brad. Dirty 20. Okay. So uh, you notice that Kyle and the other two guys have kind of surrounded the pit. They're hanging back a ways. So you guys are closer to the pit than they are. But they can see in. And one of the guys yells to the people that are next to the arena. He's like, "Uh, the wombat folk dug a hole. Skull's trying to get him. Uh, So far, nobody's winning. Uh. And then you hear the people in the arena, like, betting on the outcome of this fight. <laughs> Kyle is not going to get a ladder, by the way. Nobody <laughs> is bringing a ladder. Did they Did they grumble at that or not? Well, some of them did. Some of them seemed excited by it. Okay. So, like, escaping is part of the options that they consider to be a good sport it seems like maybe yeah like who's gonna win who's gonna die like they're they're okay they're whispering these bets so you can't really hear what's okay what the details are well as long as he is unable to climb out i don't think i'm gonna waste my last first level spell so okay actually what you i will maybe maybe uh i'm sorry what was your idea 
I just I just was thinking that one of us, maybe Clubhead, should go like uh, go bet on Wendell to win. <laughs> <laughs> we can make some money. <laughs> and the funny thing is, Wendell doesn't even know that they're betting. So <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> just for the heck of it, I'm gonna actually try a vial of holy water. Just gonna throw it on him. You have advantage. Yeah. Give me a. A throw? So throwing something is a ranged attack using strength instead of dexterity. A natural 20, a 21. Excellent. You huck this uh, little vial of holy water, and it splashes across the shell of the undead skull. It gets on his head, too, and uh, he doesn't even seem to notice. And it's at this moment that you realize that holy water was way too cheap. (laughs) It's just water. It could even be urine. You're not sure. Oh, no. (laughs) I say, you bastard. I'm going back for that guy. Wait, where'd you buy this this holy water from? Uh, down by the docks. Oh. There's a tent set up, and he was like, hey, it's two copper for a holy... It was really right. cheap. It was... Wow. That's definitely not the place to buy holy water, down by the <laughs> docks. <laughs> well, I realize that now. Silbeth can be a little naive sometimes, too. All right. Anything else for Silbeth? Uh, I guess that's it. All right. Clubhead. Oh, jeez. Um, Clubhead looks around at, at all the people placing bets and um, he, he looks down at, in the hole and uh, he, he shouts, Hey, uh, uh, Wendell! We are so um, powerful. Uh, people are, are hoping you'll give them a good show, right? Antonio's gym. This is, this, this is a free sample. <laughs> Come on up, buddy. Here, I'll help you. And I will go ahead and cast Chill Touch as well. Ah, yeah. The well-known ranged spell attack that causes necromantic damage. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) And guess what? I got a natural 20 because I have advantage. Bam! (laughs) So that'll be a critical hit for a whopping three points of damage. Three points on 2d8. All right. (laughs) Isn't that how it always is? Uh, The undead skull barely notices, but you did hit him. If he were capable of regaining hit points, he can't do that until the start of his next turn. And this spectral hand is clinging to Skull's shell. He has disadvantage on all attack rolls against you until the end of his next turn. Yeah, against me. (laughs) Safely at the top of the pit, yep. Hey, you know what? You know what? I'm going to... I'm going to jump down into the pit, and I'm going to try to land on Skull. <laughs> Make sure you do, like, a flying elbow smash or something. <laughs> of course. Yep. I'm going to do, like, a clothesline. I'm good at those. Ooh. All right. All right. Give me uh, an acrobatics or athletics check. I'll go let you go either way on that. It, is a natural one high enough, Jason? Jason? Just. That's just high enough. <laughs> you are not making the case for the gym. You are just not doing a good job. <laughs> As you begin to leap off the side of the pit, the uh, sand under your feet gives way, and you end up tumbling, landing on your head oh, no. on Skull's shell. Uh, you're going to take some some bludgeoning damage oh, on dear. this one. Okay. Two points of bludgeoning damage. Oof. And you hear the laughter from the folks in the arena. <laughs> I'm just trying to put on a good show. Oh, man. We're, we're missing the slab right now, you know? Where's our ice cold? As a bonus action, I'm gonna cast Shillelagh. Okay. If I if I still have any movement left, I'm gonna stand up so I'm not prone after falling. Yeah, if you would have at least half your movement left. You're good. Okay. You're standing. Awesome. 
I am done. Wendell the Wombat from 10 Feet Below Skull. I believe he said that the zombie is reaching down trying to attack me. Yes. He can only reach, you know, five feet and you're 10 feet down. Right. Well, I'm going to back down the hole or back up the hole, I guess I should say. You're going to back that thing up. <laughs> I'm going to back that thing up and that thing is going to attack. All right. Hit him with it. Here comes the butt attack. I hope that you guys are ready for some sparks. That'll be a 20. Wow. Nice. And he is not going to take the five damage that it states right there. He is, in fact, going to take 4d4 bludgeon. Wow. For a whopping seven damage. <laughs> Wendell backs up the hole. And he's, his ass is quivering. It's like a snake. It's like a, <laughs> you know, like it's going to strike at any second. He backs up enough, knows he's near the zombie, and his ass just bashes the fucker against the side of his wall that he just created in the ground. Squeezes him. <laughs> just squishes him. Yeah, you hear bones cracking as you slam your butt into his head into the wall of the tunnel. He's starting to seem like maybe there's some damage showing up there. And he has to succeed on a DC-12 constitution saving throw where he's going unconscious. All right, DC-12. He got a five. <laughs> so he is unconscious. Yep, unconscious until the end of their next turn. Which is not a condition he's immune to. So yeah. Clubhead, you notice this because you're right there. Uh, you notice that Skull goes limp. Whoa. Anything else for Wendell? Nope, just going to hang out and probably do it again next turn. All right. Well, Skull is next in the turn order, and he spends his turn unconscious, and then he becomes conscious again at the end of his turn, just in time for Silbeth. You would almost think from the way that Clubhead landed that there was maybe like a delayed reaction to his ridiculous attack. Awesome. Oh, yeah. Might look that way. You know, if you can't really see Wendell, yeah, it might actually look like he was somewhat successful. Well, yeah. Trying to make up for, you know, his lack of showmanship here. Good point. <laughs> How wide is this pit again? Uh, you know, 15 feet, 20 feet across at the top, and then 15 to 20 feet deep. But down at the bottom, it's really only about 10 feet across. Okay, so there's really no more room for another person, or is there? You could, yeah, there's room for one more. Well, since we're trying to put on a show... I think I might use a couple spells that I haven't used before. Oh. Um, the the first one I'm going to do is I'm going to take out my staff and I'm going to cast Green Flame Blade on it. Oh, Ooh. nice. In this particular case, it's not really going to do anything extra yet. Until your fifth level, it really only lights the, the weapon on fire and does the normal damage and I can do extra damage to a person adjacent to them. Yeah. But it, it'll be flashy. Excellent. And then I'm going to jump down into the pit. <laughs> Give me a athletics or acrobatics check to successfully land. I'm going to use my inspiration on this because I'm not great at this. 16. Okay. Showing up club head a little bit, Silbeth, you jump off the edge. Careful not to get too close. You don't want to fall like Clubhead didn't make a fool of yourself. And you land on your feet directly in front of Skull or behind him, however you want. Yeah, I'll be behind him. All right. So I uh, I went ahead and rolled a concentration check uh, for the two points of damage I took. And I failed it, actually. So the fairy fire is gone. Luckily, Wendell did not need the advantage to succeed on his butt attack. You hear the people who were formerly outside of the arena. Now they're entering the arena because they want to be able to see what's happening in the pit. 
And uh, so now the pit, the outside of the edges of the pit are full of people looking down and watching you. <laughs> it's Clubhead's turn. So the fairy fire being gone means that uh, we won't have advantage anymore. Ah, uh, yes. I'm going to spend my action using symbiotic entity. So I'm going to use one of my wild shapes to give myself a nice big fungus shield. So all of a sudden, a bunch of fruiting bodies of all these mushrooms begin sprouting all over my body, sort of covering me in ablative shroominess. Nice, shiitake. (laughs) (laughs) And that is a a bonus action. I'm gonna shillelagh my staff. So even that one is covered in extra mushrooms. You you already did. Oh, well I do it freaking again. I don't (laughs) care. Uh, (laughs) Do whatever I want. Okay. Uh, and then I get right up in Skull's face, and I'm like, come and get me, you undead motherfucker! Uh, give me an intimidation check. Okay. <laughs> an 18! All right, yeah, I'd say that that would attract his attention, sure. <laughs> All right, anything else for Clubhead? No, that's it. Okay. Wendell the Wombat. I'm gonna ass him up again. Mm-hmm. 14, no advantage. Not enough this time, unfortunately. Your butt just kind of wiggles in his face. <laughs> it doesn't actually connect with him. I pop a cube out. Oh, he's, he, he's, he's unimpressed. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it was just for show. I mean, you poop like a hundred of those a day, according to the science. Yeah, exactly. So eventually one was going to come out during combat. Yeah, I didn't know wombats poop a hundred cubes a day, but it seems like a lot. <laughs> That's a lot. All right, anything else for Wendell? I'm done. My uh, bonus action was pooping out a cube. <laughs> <laughs> Skull, uh, having been called out by Clubhead, turns and stands up, and he turns to you, Clubhead, and he goes, and he's going to grab for you. Okay. So, opposed with your uh, acrobatics. Does he move within 10 feet of me? He is already within 10 feet of you. Oh, well, then he's in my halo of spores. He's going to need to make a constitution saving throw. All right. 20 is his number. Ah, okay. He succeeds. Here's my acrobatics. I got a 20 on my acrobatics. Whoa. (laughs) Well, he got a 14 on his uh, grapple check. What happens? Like, he reaches out for you. Do the mushrooms come into play? Yeah, well, the mushrooms are always in play, Jason. Mm. He grapples at what he thinks is my shoulder, and he just grabs a fistful of mushrooms that just slough (laughs) slough off my body like it was loose skin. He's frustrated. (laughs) He wasn't expecting that at all. That's his first attack. Okay. He's going to just swipe at you with his claws, and that's a 20. Oh, okay, that hits. Uh, However, I still have a bunch of temporary hit points due to my Mm. uh, ability here, so it's just more mushrooms that he gets. Wow. More mushrooms fly off of you. Yeah. And some of them fall down the hole onto Wendell. Wendell, you notice this. (laughs) And then he claws you again. 17 is the... That is another hit. That's exactly what he needs, 17. Uh, I still have more temp hit points, so just more mushrooms. More mushrooms flying off of him. Yeah. Okay, I'm down to six temporary hit points. All right. That is the end of Skull's turn. Silbeth. I have a dungeon master question. Okay, I'll do my best. I have a spell that gives me resistance to basically physical damage. Okay. And it says, dealt by weapon attacks. Uh, are, would his claws and bite be considered a weapon attack? Well, as happens sometimes, I don't have the immediate answer. So I'm going to defer to Emery. 
Natural weapons are weapons. However, unarmed strikes are not weapons. All right, then a claw is a weapon, Brad. Okay, so even though it's going to delay me doing much of anything by another round, um, I'm doing this for showman purpose, showmanship purposes. Okay. I'm going to cast Blade Ward on myself. <laughs> so basically what happens is um, these kind of ethereal-looking arcane blades just kind of whirl around me and it causes damage that comes into me of a physical nature to be blunted. Oh, yeah, like deflected off. Yeah, exactly. Okay, it's pretty flashy, too, and you can hear oohs and ahs, just like you did when you cast Green Flame Blade. Excellent. That's it for me. Clubhead, to you. Clubhead begins to sing uh, It's the Circle of Life song uh, from The Lion King. Uh, from, from the ground you came, from the ground you shall return, the circle of life. And he raises his shroomy staff into the air, and a fairy ring grows out of the ground underneath Skull's feet, surrounding him in a green light, because I'm casting Shroom Beam, oh. a.k.a. Moonbeam. That's another second level spell down. Yeah. And at the beginning of his turn, he's going to take a lot of damage. All right. Well, now Wendell is in a hole sort of at the feet of this turtle. Is that Shroom Beam going to go down the hole? Oh, is, is Skull standing literally right on top of Wendell? Yeah, essentially. There's just not a lot of room down there. Oh. Uh, yeah, Wendell, you're in the Shroom Beam if he's directly on top of you. Yes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Okay, so, yeah, so, but if he digs five feet in any direction, he'll be out of it. Yeah, yeah. but if he starts his turn there, uh, I got bad news for you, buddy. You're going to have to take a constitution saving throw. Okay. Ten. That's a fail. Sorry. <laughs> what happens to him? So, Wendell, you find yourself surrounded by spores, nasty spores, uh, and you try to hold your breath so that you don't breathe any of it in. Uh, but it begins to sizzle your fur, and uh, you realize that it's not breathing in them in it. That's the problem. Uh, you you take five radiant damage. Ah, my eyes, the <laughs> shrooms, not the shrooms. You don't have to roll performance. That's a natural 20 right there. I'll give you inspiration for that, as a matter of fact. <laughs> Luckily, nobody in the audience saw that. No, no, they do he hear him. <laughs> so what does uh, what does Wendell do now? Wendell is going to tunnel out of the moonbeam, the shroombeam. Tunneling to in any direction underground? He's going to start tunneling up, like out of the pit. He's going to dash up, and he's going to start being uh, the, um, the hype man for this fight. Hype bat, I guess. All right, the undead skull looking kind of ragged, mm. but still has plenty of unlife in him. Well, not for much longer. He has to make two saves, one for my halo of spores and the other for the moonbeam. Okay, are they both con saves? They are both con saves. First one for the halo of spores, he gets a 10. Oh, that's a fail. Five necrotic damage. Ooh, he takes that necrotic damage as uh, one of the plates of his shell pops off and falls on the ground. Awesome. Next, the shroom beam constitution saving throw. He gets a six. Ooh, okay, here we go. If I'm going to roll high on damage, please let it be this. All right. No! Oh, my God. <laughs> Unbelievable. you got to be kidding. Unbelievable. I have been rolling like crap. <laughs> wow. Oh. 2d10 
and he rolls two ones. <laughs> this is pitiful. What a, what a horrible performance for these oh, people. Oh, wow. So, yeah, two points of damage on 2d10. Wrestling Club's going to go out of business. I don't know. It's making things a little more dramatic. <laughs> yeah, that's true. At least the audience seems to be riveted to this. Uh, Skull, you know, he's got the... The uh, mushroom spores all around his head. He's he's got mushrooms now growing on his shell. You've, you've infused him with so many spores. Bubhead <laughs> scratching his head like, I wonder why that didn't work. <laughs> and while Clubhead is pondering this, Skull is going to try to grapple you again. Oh boy. He got a 15 on his grapple check. All right, see if I can dodge out of the way. Oh no, I got a 14! Ooh. All right. He's got you in his clutches. Oh, boy. He's going to shove you, try to shove you prone. Oh, boy. And that's a 20. All right. Another acrobatic check. I got a 10. All right. Undead Skull grabs Clubhead, finally gets a hold of you, and then pushes you down on the ground with all of his weight on top of you, and he's holding you down. <laughs> And he's going to swipe you with claw. And now he has advantage because you're prone. Yes. 18 for five slashing. Ouch. Okay. That brings me down to one temporary hit point. Finally getting through all these mushrooms. The zombie is going for the pin, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. He's going for the pin. Will he succeed? <laughs> All right, we'll find out. Uh, Silbeth, it's your turn. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, try to attack him with my staff. If you'll allow it, if I hit, I'm going to just, like, have some flame shoot off and, like, just miss Clubhead just as an extra effect. Yeah, like fireworks. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Seven. Your staff just clangs onto the back of his shell. What a jerk. Yeah. Sorry, man. Yeah, I guess I need some bonus action cantrips. I just don't have any. All right, I guess I'm done. All right. Clubhead, it's to you. I still have one more wild shape left because I get those back on short rests. Uh, so I'm going to use my action to reinforce my mushroom ablative shield. Yeah, they're just <laughs> all going to grow right back. So I'm back up to 16 temporary hit points. Nice. And then I don't really have anything I can do as a bonus action other than shillelagh my staff again, which doesn't really matter. Um, and I can't stand up because I'm grappled and I'm prone, so I'm just going to lie there. <laughs> I'm pinned on the ground. Uh, he's kind of like sort of on top of me, but he's still in the moonbeam. Down to the bottom of the turn order. Round four coming to an end with Wendell the Wombat up uh, on the top of the surface above the pit now, and you have everybody's attention. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you're enjoying this fight. Clubhead is pinned. If Clubhead can't get out of the pin before I count down to one, he will be out of this fight. Ten, nine, eight. You've got until the end of the round to get unpinned or you can't fight him anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's right. That's right. Oh, geez. Yeah. All right. Back up to the top of the turn order. So it's Skull, who's now holding Clubhead down. He's got you prone. He's got you pinned. Wow. He's just going to swipe at you with his claws. He's just going to give you hell, man. <laughs> Even with advantage, though, you're still able to move your head around and you avoid his first attack. Awesome. His second attack is uh, no better. You're able to avoid <laughs> his second attack. Okay. And his 
third attack, he finally hits you. He got an eight and an 11 on his first two attacks. And his third attack, a 22 for six slashing damage. Nothing but mushrooms. Exactly. Yeah, I hope this guy likes uh, sauteed mushrooms because that's all he's eating today. <laughs> <sighs> um, he's got to take two constitution saving throws. Oh, you're right. Absolutely. Before he attacks you, right? Yeah, technically, yeah. Halo of Spores is the first one I'll do. Uh, he got a 22, Ooh. and he got a 10 on the Shroom Beam. Ooh, okay. So if I roll two natural ones last turn, that means surely this time I'm gonna roll two 10s, right? I hope you do. Oh, that's close. A 16 points of damage, oh, sir. As the Shroom Beam blasts down on the back of his shell, uh, Silbeth, you're standing right next to it. You see all of the uh, patterns that are on a, on a turtle shell, tortoise shell. All of them start splitting off and they fall off of him like terracotta shingles. Seven, six, <laughs> five. <laughs> he is in really, really rough condition now and probably only has a handful of hit points left. I think I'm gonna do another mind sliver on him. No, wait. Uh, I'm going to do a chaos bolt. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> Woo! 24 to hit. <gasps> that is a hit. Ooh. And I got a two or an eight. Wow. Thunder or cold. All right, I'll go with cold. All right. You notice immediately that the cold damage does double damage. <laughs> uh, that is 24 points of damage. With your previous experience with zombies, you know they have undead fortitude. If you drop them to zero hit points, they get to make a constitution saving throw to come back with one hit point. In this case, the damage, 24 plus five, 29 is the DC of the con save. He rolled a 14, it's not enough. <laughs> Describe how he comes to an end. I blast out of my hands this this beam of coal right at his chest, uh, and the frost like slowly spreads across his body. You see his body shake for a second, and then he just explodes into a million little ice cubes. A last second save from Silbeth, and he is unpinned, and the fight is won by the Whoop Whoop Troop. Wow. <laughs> yes! Huzzah! <laughs> oh, man. The, uh, the crowd erupts in cheers. <laughs> you look around, you see, uh, you know, money changing hands. Seems like there was only one person in the entire group that bet on Silbeth to deal the death blow to Skull. They made bank. Awesome. <laughs> you guys climb out of the pit? Uh, yeah. Totally. <laughs> yeah, they seem to have been very impressed by the combat and by the show that you put on. Now that it's sinking in, like, oh, these guys are uh, pro wrestlers. That's interesting. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and that is where we will end this episode of the Valley of Green Gold. I'm glad we turned that fight into an entire episode. <laughs> <laughs> and that is episode 37 of the Valley of Green Gold. Many thanks to our Patreon supporters for making Rated RPG happen. Tactical Willow, Antarctic Pip, and JC. Thanks to our gorgeous Phoenix Brigade members, John W. Mangrum, H.D. Burke, and Random.Guy. 
Thank you, with much gratitude, to Turtle and Crow, the Dukes, and many thanks to Lord Deputy Chris Fail. We'll have a new matter for you, Lord Deputy, to adjudicate soon. Thank you to our Merchant Harbor Gazette tier supporters, Jackson Wynn, Brian Smallberries, Weary Traveler, Super Justin 64, Spidey Mouse, and GBS Trek. It is a regrettable tragedy which befell the former Duke Jason and his buddy Igor Vakic. Details are hazy, but the duo had recently started a lumber business, and Alain Coltan is set to begin some new construction right away, so they were in a big hurry to cut down some old growth timber in the forest north of town. The sheriff says it's an open and shut case, a tree fell on them, but a witness claims they saw a great winged beast push a tree over on top of them. It sounds plausible, but regardless, the loose meat goes into the bucket of friends, and we'll get you resurrected right away. On behalf of everyone around Ye Old Gaming Table, thank you for enjoying the Rated RPG Podcast. <laughs>